0: everybody back to the going live podcast. it is your host Max going and today we are talking some fantasy baseball briefly briefly it's gonna be a shorter episode for y'all as you guys can go into the weekend with some two start starters to focus on for next week. So that's what we'll be talking about in fantasy baseball. And we got some news. We got some, some news that we're going to go over. This is more of a news show than any. And also, we'll be going over our predictions for Saturday's UFC card, Vegas 8, I think it is now. I think they're the eighth, eighth event in the Vegas Apex Center. So, it's a good one, too. It's a real good one. Kind of a slept on card, if I'm going to be 100% honest. Um, it just the main card itself could be a pay per view. Maybe not pay-per-view, but if you added a title fight on that card, you could definitely get away with it. Um, So yeah, we'll be going over that, and a lot of soccer news, people. (laughs) A lot of soccer news to get to, so let's get to it right away. What is happening right now in the world of sports, and first and foremost, the most important thing that's going on right now is a day two of the protests across the sports world Racial inequality, um, but we have some news in terms of the resumption of the leagues. So the MLB resumes today, and in a in a great way to honor and and stay within the movement. Uh, they made today, excuse me, Jackie Robinson Day, which is usually in April. Obviously, they weren't able to get that done this season, but they moved it to today. All thirty teams are playing seventeen games on tap, so you know everyone will wear forty-two, and everyone will be able to honor uh, the great, legendary Jackie Robinson in a, in, in a very, very fitting way. I mean, I think w- with what's going on right now, I think this is a great way to symbolize that you're you're serious about making change and um and striving for for the right side of history. Um so yeah, MOB comes back today in full force. NBA will resume on Saturday as um apparently there was a vote. I don't know if this is true or not. The reports say that the Lakers and the Clippers decided to boycott the season while the rest um the rest said let's play. Some reports have said that's bogus. I believe I, I believe that it's uh, a little misreported. So, NBA resumes on Saturday. It seems like most of the guys are pretty, pretty excited to get back to it. So, um, a real important day yesterday in the world of sports. Boycotting playoffs is monumental. And hopefully, we'll get the message across. So, NBA back on Saturday. WNBA back tomorrow as well. Russell Westbrook. Speaking of the NBA, Russell Westbrook should be ready for game five. According to multiple ESPN reports, he was seen as very explosive in five on five full practice. And so all indications are that he is ready to go. And um that's a huge, huge pickup for the Rockets. Not only are you, you know, tied in the series two two with a team that is is Less talented would probably not be the right word, but um, a lot less veterans on the, on the Thunder team and a lot less experience on that Thunder team. So it is pretty frustrating for a guy like James Harden to be tied 2-2 going into Game 5. But now you get back Russell Westbrook. You have Russell in, A, you have him in pickup-style basketball, which is, um, just ask the Brickley crew, Chris Brickley's crew, uh, he's effective in pickup games, to say the least. He's playing against the Thunder, Team that just traded him away. I'm pretty sure he's got a minor chip on his shoulder not to not to get eliminated by OKC. And three, and and C, I should say, uh, James Harden and Russell Westbrook. They they play pretty well together. They are definitely missing his his toughness and his tenacity on the floor. So um, I said Houston would lose this series in seven games. I'm probably gonna say they're gonna win in seven games. Russell being back 100 percent healthy is a huge, huge game changer. So that is it for the NBA. Um, let's move on to some international soccer news because boy has there been a lot. There has been a lot. Weston McKinney, USA-born player, is headed to Juventus from Schalke, and you know it, as of right now it is a loan with an $18 million option to buy at the completion of the season. And it's huge, not only for Juventus to get a nice young midfielder in there, but to get just another American-born player playing top-of-the-line football. And um, this is huge for the USA national team. Really, really cool stuff. Uh, The Messi situation. Lionel Messi. Uh, It seems, as of right now, that he's going to Manchester City. And according to his father, rep- according to reports, his father told Paris Saint-Germain, a.k.a. PSG, that he is not going to be there. He is not moving to PSG. He is going to Man City. So this is not a confirmed thing. But reports are saying that you might see him in light blue come uh, next month. It's almost, almost here. Uh, Antonio Conte is staying at Inter one more season. Uh, as of right now, to manage, so they thought he would walk. He is not walking. He is staying. Thiago Silva free transfer to Chelsea is complete, and man, Chelsea making some serious moves in the in, in the transfer window. Just another great signing. You get Thiago Silva. Not only do you get Thiago Silva, you get him free. Uh, that is that is as good as it gets. Alexander Kolarov from AS Roma, the Russian left back, is heading to Inter. And that is breaking news as of thirty minutes ago. So that is uh he's an ageless wonder and he's an absolute tank. So any 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 player that Inter can get like that is a is a huge, huge boost for them as they try and catch Juventes in the league table for next year. Hopefully someone other than Juventus wins that league I think it's eight seasons in a row now. So, Inter's doing everything they can to get that done. But, yeah, a lot of transfer news. There you go. Uh, Oh, of course, I forgot the most important one, Zlatan. He extended his contract one more year with Milan. And in only Zlatan fashion, he posts a letter saying, Dear Milan, you're welcome. (laughs) You got to love it. You got to love the 38-year-old Zlatan. Still at the top of his game. Let's move on, though, to some UFC. And, whew, look at this card, people. It is very good. We talked about the the Magomed akalev versus Kudabala fight, which obviously had some some controversy in the in the in the ending, the first time around. But now we get to go at it again. We get to see it. It is the first card. First fight on the main card, excuse me, and I think Ma- Magomed gets it done once again and uh, takes two in a row from Kudabala. So, it starts off with a great fight, and the fights just keep getting better and better. Ricardo Lamas against Bill Aiego. Um, I got Lamas in that one. He's a heavy favorite. I think he'll get it done. Um, then we go to the women's divisions. Alexei Grasso versus Yee Yon Kim. I got Alexei Grasso in that one. Taking it, she is also a pretty high favorite going into that fight. So I'm betting on the high favorites. Even though it did not work out in my favor last time, I think she gets it done. Then we get to the main event and the co main event. And you got some some familiar faces in there for sure. Robbie Lawler against Neil Magny. This is going to be a real good fight. A real good fight. And as of right now, Robbie Lawler is an underdog and is taking this on short notice. So, he is an underdog. No doubt about it. The The, the chips are stacked against him. I think he pulls it off. We talked about this on Kicking it With Kyle, uh, about how it's not the best matchup for him. But I think he's going to pull it off. Sometimes you just got to go with your gut. I'm going with Robbie Lawler with the upset then we get to the main card and whoo main card is fire just a great fight um alexander lionheart smith is on a skid and ever since that title shot with john jones he just has not looked the same and i said alexander my apologies anthony lionheart smith my bad um duh um okay so he's he's not been fighting very well he got beat up in his last fight, and he needs to win to to really keep moving up in that division. The light heavyweight, heavyweight division is full of killers, and you can't lose three in a row and expect to get back to the top of that division in any time soon. So this is a must win for him. But Alexander Rakic, man, whoo-hoo-hoo, hoo, hoo. this kid is a beast. 12-2, and two. He's the favorite going into the fight, and, you know, the reach is a little bit more, but they're both 6'4", 205. It's going to be a real, I think this is no doubt, ends in a finish. I think there's no way it goes five rounds, so I got Rackage. I got Rakic improving to 13-2 uh, and two and getting the job done. So, you heard it here first, ladies and gentlemen. Those are my UFC predictions for Saturday. And then September is just filled with good fights. And as of right now, unfortunately, the cards, because they're doing so many cards every single week, they have to hit that certain certain number for ESPN they've signed on with. Um, so they're doing fights every week. Unfortunately, that means there's, A, a lot of short-notice fights, and B cards that are not even com- not even completed, not even close to completed. So, there's not much information to give you in terms of a full card, but if you just look at the main events in September, Alistair Overeem, Augusto Sakai, 15 and 1 against an absolute legend, you know, great way to start the great way to start the month. That will be a heavyweight main event on the 5th of September, UFC Fight Night. I believe that's also in Vegas. And then you move on to a fight that is not being talked about enough. At all. And that is Tiago Santos against Glover Teixeira. <laughs> and when I'm talking about like the light heavyweight just now with, with Anthony Leinhardt-Smith, the light heavyweight division is so good, it just got a lot harder with Tiago Santos coming back from that knee injury. Um, it's it's examples like this where you have two guys, one of them's going to have to lose. And so I don't know who it's going to be. I probably have Santos with a gun to my head. But Glover to share. I mean, they both have the same amount of losses in their career. And Glover is a former champion. So, man, real good fight there. Unfortunately, only fight on the card so far. So not much else to talk about. Then we get to a real feud. A real hatred the two human beings, and that is Colby Covington against Tyron Woodley. Colby Covington, a heavy favorite going into this fight at almost 320, minus 318, and so not, not the best betting odds right now, um, and I don't believe Tyron Woodley pulls it off. I think the last two fights he has shown some serious aging and some serious digression in his fight style that 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 knockout power just does not seem to be clicking right now, and Colby Covington is not the guy who is gonna be able to get lined up for a one punch he's gonna run around he's gonna jab jab jab, jab all night long. It's gonna be a bloodbath. I really do think this ends in a knockout, and hmm I'll wait for my prediction I'll wait for my prediction on that one because i'm I'm honestly not too sure um and then some fights that tba have not been announced unfortunately don't know what's going on there but ufc 253 that card is complete and we do know what we're getting ourselves into israel adesanya paula costa oh my goodness that fight is going to be crazy (laughs) that is for the middleweight undisputed title and then we go to Dominic Reyes, Jan Blachowicz for the co-main event and the light, heavyweight title fight. Two fighter two two title fights in the co-main and the main event. It doesn't get much better than that. So I'm excited for September. It's going to be a fantastic month of mixed martial arts. And uh we'll be we'll be giving you the action. We'll be talking to Kyle. We'll be kicking it with Kyle. We'll be doing definitely one for two UFC two fifty-three. But we probably might do one for uh, for Colby against Tyron Woodley. So stay tuned for that. Obviously, on the Instagram, we'll be announcing all that stuff. So stay tuned for that. And then also, big announcement today. I forgot to mention at the start of the show. Big announcement today on the Instagram. So go check us out. Go check us out. Follow us there, and we will, uh, we'll be posting some great highlights, as always. Um, and then looking into October real quick, just real quick, Khabib Gaichi, 24th of October. Whoo! Let's go. I am excited for that one as well. So, yeah, that's all your UFC news. There's a lot. There is a fight every single weekend with the contender series now going on as well. So, I mean, if it's Wednesday, there's a contender series. If it's Saturday, there's a fight card. It just doesn't get any better. So I, I I bought ESPN plus because there's just too many fights right now. I have to see them all. And um yeah, we'll be here for kicking with Kyle, so stay tuned for that. Let's move on though. MLB fantasy baseball. And, you know, with all the protests going on, not all teams played not all teams played their um their doubleheaders yet. So that will be completed today. And then on Monday we'll have a nice recap of Friday through Sunday. So for this um, this final segment that we're going to do, we're going to wrap this, this, this bad boy up pretty short today. Uh, we'll be doing two-star starters. Guys that are starting twice this week that you might want to. Let's say you're in a weekly lineup or a daily lineup. Uh, you might want to either bench or start. And uh, we'll start with Marco Gonzalez. He's not been pitching bad, people. He really has not been pitching bad. And... He does this a lot, Marco Gonzalez. He'll just stay in that high three ERA range, and and just kind of be there, you know. Because he plays on Seattle, he doesn't get the love that he might get if he was on. I mean, let's just say he's on the Mets, and he's got three point three. Uh, 3.63 ERA and a 1.01 whip. He's getting a lot more attention, and he's only 53% rostered. So that's my point when I say he kind of gets the the short end of the stick being in Seattle. But he's been pitching really well. I mean, he hasn't given up given up more than four runs in an outing. And I would have to go roll the dice, roll the dice. He has zero walks in his last two starts. Um, one walk in his last four starts and three walks in his last six starts. So that is showing me the control is 100% on point right now. And even though he's playing the angels and the Rangers, two offenses that are definitely middle of the road, um, not elite, but definitely good enough where you'd have to think about it. I'll roll them out there for both starts. If it's a weekly league, I'll start them for both. If it's a daily league, obviously I'll start them for both as well. And uh, and hopefully this could, this trend continues because you you just don't get lucky six starts in a row with with control like that and walks like that. I mean, it's, it's possible. It's possible they're just swinging at everything, but you know that that's very unlikely. So. Marco Gonzalez, 53% owned. If you need a guy to stream, if you need a streaming pitcher, he is probably available. 13% ownership up uh, in the last three days. So, maybe people are starting to figure it out. Um, But not everyone. At least half of y'all have not. So, Marco Gonzalez definitely take the risk. Tyler Glass now. Let's talk about Tyler Glass now real quick because yes, he is playing against the quote-unquote best offense in baseball. But a lot of those guys are on the shelf right now. So at the end of the day, it's not the same roster as you would probably have to, to throw against if you're playing the Yankees on any other day. But Tyler Glass now, his last two starts, over 20 strikeouts, four walks, four earned runs, only seven hits in like 12 innings pitched. So And that's one one start against New York as well. So he's starting to figure it out. Uh, the ERA is real high still 5.14 1.3 whip but he is trending in the right direction and not only is he a buy uh, a sell a buy low candidate but he's also a must start for the two starts he's got New York Yankees at 50% in terms of their starters and the Miami Marlins where I get it they're playing good baseball but y- you you got to go with the matchup here you got to go with the matchup if you, if, you, if you drafted glass now he's probably like a sixth round pitcher so you're definitely not benching him against Miami. Uh, I think you just roll him out for both both starts here. Uh, Aaron Nola, he's been on fire. Just on fire. I think it's a no-doubter. He's going against Washington and the Mets and it doesn't matter, you got to roll him out. Same with Max Fried. He might be the best pitcher in baseball right now and uh, he's going against Boston and Washington, no doubt, run him out for both starts. Shane Bieber, same thing. He's probably the Cy Young candidate in, in the American League right now. And so He's a obvious must start, but he is a two start starter, so if you own him uh, you're in for some some good statistics herman Marquez oh I don't mean to la- i don't mean to grin at at a player's demise and a player's misfortune uh but about a week ago, we said, "Look, this could be very, very risky um the probability of him ending the season with a below 3 ERA while pitching in Colorado is slim to none in my opinion. And boom, what happens? He gives up a 10 earned run spot in 5 innings at home against Houston. And then the next, uh, the next outing he only gives up 3. So that 10 earned run shot the ERA up to 4.5. But he's still been pretty good. Here's my problem. Against Arizona, it's on the road. So, it, it just goes to show you how risky it is to, to pitch him at home. Where is he pitching next? At home against San Diego. If you're in a weekly league, I'm honestly benching him. I'm, I am honestly benching him. Because he plays the Dodgers and at home in Colorado against the Padres. Dodgers on the road. Padres at home. And so if I'm in a weekly league, I'm hedging my bet here, and I'm saying that I don't think it's going to work out. I really don't. Daily league, if you have to play him against the Dodgers on the road, that would be the only scenario where I would feel comfortable. But the Padres are swinging a hot bat. They have like a million grand slams so far this season, and they're playing Colorado. So I want nothing to do with that matchup. If I can, I'm sitting him for the first game and and potentially starting him for the Dodger game. Any other scenario, weekly leagues, I'm leaving him on my bench. Sonny Gray, probably in line with that Cy Young race with Max Fried. been playing out of his mind. He's a must-start in both. Uh, Christian Javier, Houston Astros. Here's a guy who's playing the Rangers and the Angels, both teams that are... Uh the Angels are struggling for sure, but it's not their offense. So this makes you think, but you take a look at the track record. Last time he played the Angels, only 3 hits earned, 3 hits allowed, 3 earned runs, 2 walks and 5 strikeouts. I'm going to roll him out for both. If I have to, a daily league, I'll go with both. Weekly, obviously, you don't have a choice. So, uh I'll take the chance there. Dallas Keuchel. He's also been pitching very well. He is a must start for both games as well. And lastly, last but not least, Shamanaya. Someone that we talked about last episode. Um, Look, when you take a look at veteran pitchers that struggled early on in the season, for the most part, many of them have turned it around. And I'm talking about the real blow ups at the start of the season. Most people have settled down by now. And that is no different with shamaniah Last two innings last two starts, ten innings pitched, eleven hits, two earned, no walks, seven strikeouts, uh one walk in his last three starts, five walks in his last seven starts. So another another example where the the control seems to be there. And so against Seattle I'm definitely going to start him. And against San Diego, if it's a weekly league, I'll take my chances. I'll take my chances, and I'll I'll roll him out for both games. Uh, But if it's a daily league, I really would pay attention to see if San Diego comes out of Colorado with a hot bat because if they score a million runs, the confidence is going to be through the roof. And for a guy who doesn't strike out that many players... Seems a little bit risky. Okay, so that would be my advice for two-star pitchers, and uh, that's it. That is it. A semi-short episode, um, but yeah, I think that with all the all the dialogue that's going on in the world of sports right now, I think that my podcast is probably the lowest on the importance totem pole, and so we are going to leave. With just that, thank you guys for tuning in. Um, thank you for choosing this podcast in such a hectic time in history. And, you know, just want to say be nice to people. If it's, uh, you know, if you've come to this podcast because you want to get away from the politics in sports, I definitely understand. But if I want to just say one thing before we log out today is you know, just be kind to people, have a smile say thank you, say have a nice day, it's the little things that get us through, um, periods of time like this, so, that's it, that's it, be happy, and, um, and just work hard, yeah, be happy and work hard, it's pretty simple, we will see you next time, Monday, um, fantasy baseball weekend recap as always and then it's draft season fantasy football mock draft mock draft mock draft mock draft we're doing them dm me on instagram if you want to be a part of it Uh, we are saucing them out weekly so daily i should say we're doing a lot of mock drafts so stay tuned for those we will be recapping all that stuff and uh that is it that is truly it thank you guys for tuning in have a wonderful weekend Go Reds. They're swinging a hot bat lately. Go Reds. You love it.